Attention! Welcome to the Film Mages Podcast, where the popcorn is our ammunition, the couch is our foxhole, and the cinema is our place of worship. Now let me see your war face! Boom. And I'm recording. Oh, I'm recording too. Fantastic. Incredible. Hello, guys. Oh, yeah. Hey there. It's lovely to see you. Wow, look at that. It's it's a distant Michaelis. It's it's yes, I'm far, far away. I'm three hours ahead of you guys. Or behind you. What am I? Behind your head? What's that? No, you're ahead. We just had ahead. Alexis and I literally just had, just had this had conversation. This conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Alexis was like, it's eight for him. And I was like, no, no, it's no, not. It's not. <laughs> it's not eight. It would be if I, I was in Hawaii. Backwards. Yeah, no. no. So Mick, what's the future like? <laughs> oh, it's 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 a uh, it's about three hours in advance of you guys. Really, that's what the future. Like. It's a bright, beautiful place. We fixed uh, uh, capitalism. We are now uh, a socialist society. Oh, that's beautiful! Thank God. So well, and in Florida, in get Florida, ready. no less. Of all places, that's a twist. That's a hell of a twist. Hello, everyone. We're the filmmakers. That's a gear change if I've ever heard one. <laughs> oh yeah. Hi, I'm Zach. Alexis. And I'm Mick. And uh, yeah, our our boy Mick is uh, he's. Far away in sunny Florida. Sunny Florida. Florida. I am in South Beach, Miami right now from my lovely uh, hotel room. I got yeah. a wonderful view of the Miami skyline over here. I've never been to Miami before. Really? Because you're... I huh? thought your uncle, your uncle Ron DeSantis lives there. No. <laughs> no. That's who you're visiting, uncle. right? No. You're, you're visiting no. your... Cl- he's more of like a family friend. No, Ron DeSantis is my aunt. This, this, we we don't try aunt. to let the public know that. Well, no. well, you know, listen, Ron, it's 2023. Yeah. We love you, girl. Come out. Seriously. We tell Fuck them that you, during every every Passover Seder. Uh, um, yeah, happy Passover, everybody. Yeah, happy I mean, Passover. this will be coming out the weekend after. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it's, it's been so much fun. We're shooting at this resort right now. And because it's Passover, there's just so, so many Jewish families here. And so while we're shooting at the hotel... You just have this gaggle of kids in yarmulkes just like running through our shot like Hell all the time. Yeah. And, and they're like always hanging around like, what are you guys doing? You making a movie? Oh, are they asking you so what's cool. going on? Yes, they are. Uh, very good. Yeah. God, he's so quick with it. He's so quick. Uh, so Mick, I uh, I know that you're you're working on a film, so you you probably haven't time to haven't had time to watch much. I've only watched I've watched nothing except for my in-flight movie. Yes, I saw that you watched something on the plane. And what yes, was that? I finally watched Don't Worry, Darling, and I liked it. I think it is a decent film. I don't know why it got the hate that it did. Um, it's not a great film. I think it could have shaved off maybe 20 minutes. Uh, I also don't like how you see you've seen it. Alexis, have you seen the movie? I still have not seen that. You movie, still haven't no. seen it. OK, well, if you remember in the trailer, there's like all of these these clips of very strange happenings happening to like yeah. Florence Pugh. And in the movie, not to spoil anything, but like it doesn't it's just kind of played for dramatic effect. Those really weird things. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really allude to, like, the whole mystery, which I don't like. Like, it's more like, ooh, look at all these wacky, crazy things. And it, it's not really explained explicitly what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. And also, uh, I'm going to have a hot take here. I thought Harry Styles was good. 
I don't think he had a bad performance. I kept waiting for him to be bad, and he wasn't. I, I found him to be, like, bland. I think he's he's all right at the end of the movie. I, I don't particularly like Don't Worry, Darling. I found it to be... I didn't think it was a complete train wreck, but I found it to be mm. very frustrating. Uh, mm. what, what baffled me about your review is you really enjoyed the finale. And yes. I think that's where the movie totally falls apart. Really? Uh, I, I think it's a, I think the reveal is super interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say anything in case you haven't seen Don't... Well, actually, yeah. I don't know if I really give that much... Well, Alexis hasn't seen it. Yeah. Well, let's, so, not, let's not spoil it. That's a little debate when, 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 when the whole finale is, like, is happening, and the whole movie's blowing up pretty much, uh, I'm on the plane, and I quite loudly went, Oh, shit! Like, I, see, I think it's, I think it's an <laughs> interesting reveal. I, I don't think they explore it at all. And uh, I think that the way we get there, I, just, I find Florence Pugh to be a super inactive protagonist. Yes, it's well, like I found oh, the, the information was re- was revealed to her in a vision. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't care for that. That I, doesn't make for a compelling. I movie. found her kind of frustrating. Like she was just so, uh, she she was just the only thing she fucking gave a shit about was her relationship. Like she didn't care about herself really. Like, yeah. that was her main goal, was to make Harry Styles happy. And that was just really frustrating. Like, I think that's weak motivation. But then, in, with the reveal, that, in retrospect, is explained. Why she yeah. is the way she is. And that, to me, alleviated those frustrations. I was like, oh, okay, no. She's not a weak character at all. It's just she's been robbed of agency. I um, think the reveal... This is like a Stepford Wives Well, I was going to say, it's, it's, I yeah, really I mean, like the yeah. Stepford Wives, both okay. the 70s I do too. and the I've only seen the re- one. I've only seen the remake. I have not seen the remake. I saw the remake when it came out in theaters. Of course you did. You're a Nicole Kidman girl. Well, and and you got to remember that Christopher Walken is in the remake, too. So oh. it's got Nicole Kidman and yeah. Christopher Walken. So. And, okay. Bet, and Bette Midler. Okay. I love her. All That's right. Fine. You guys are kind of selling me on this. Okay. Um, yeah, I liked it. I uh, I thought it was good. And also the costume design and production design were, were fantastic. Beautiful movie. It looks great. Yeah, really gorgeous. You know what oh, they I didn't see. use? Do you know what they didn't use enough, though? Nick Kroll. There was not yeah. yeah, Nick Troll is... Nick is Troll did used. not... They did not... Tragic. Olivia Wilde did Tragic. not pay the troll toll. <laughs> to get into the Kroll hole? <laughs> to get into the Kroll's hole. You gotta pay the Kroll hole. <laughs> no. Uh, Alexis, what have you been watching? Yeah. I have, in fact, watched nothing this week God except damn. for our movie. <laughs> well, I started my... Well, okay, so technically, yes, I have watched a few short films, but I am a screener for a film festival, oh, so what? I can't actually talk about them. Um, oh, cool. Can you tell us what film festival? Uh, yeah, uh, Salute Your Shorts Film Festival. <laughs> it's local to L.A. I volunteered for it. Uh, last year, what, why? That's a funny I name. love that name, Salute Your Shorts. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's local. I volunteered for them uh, last year, and I actually I bartended at the little tiny event that they had, basically. Um, but it was fun, and they're very nice people, the directors, and um, the shorts that I did get to see when I wasn't bartending were so, so, so good. So I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Would love to be a screener and get free ticket to this film festival hell yeah it is actually a very very good place to just like go and like network because you're just meeting a bunch of people that are either like into making like shorts or they are like also directors or actors and but you know like on a smaller scale so cool yeah nice Fun. Uh, well i've watched a whole fuck ton of movies oh good uh 
And I feel like I finally broke my uh, mid movie slump. Although oh, I did have a few, I did have a few duds. Uh, so last Sunday I went and saw uh, a film called Revolution, which is directed by Hugh Hudson, who made Chariots of Fire. It stars Al Pacino. Uh, it was hey. a Q and A oh, screening. Went to the Q and A, right? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Mixed boy Al Pacino was there. My boy. Uh, he was lovely. He was a very warm, funny presence. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, the Q and A was moderated by Bernard Rose, who directed Candyman. Oh, cool! Uh, I, you know, had a very brief chat with him afterwards, which was very cool. Uh, the movie itself, not the best. Okay. Uh, it was a director's cut where they added a bunch of like narration. Yeah. That's like Al Pacino's inner monologue. Yeah. Because he's a very silent character. Right. Not needed. Movie probably would have gone up like a half a star for me if that wasn't there. I, I'm interested at some if point. If there wasn't to a see. voice of God. Yeah. God help you if not... you use God help you if you use voice of God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you use narration, God help you. Um, Adaptation, folks, watch it because I yeah, have good it movie. And I hear it's good. It's a good movie. Um, but, yeah, Revolution is all right. Uh, didn't love it. Then I watched uh, Tigers Are Not Afraid, which is that a... That sounds familiar. Uh, it's a ghost movie from Mexico. Oh, right, right, I right, thought right, it was right. phenomenal. Uh, that is... It's going on in my watch list right now. It will uh, come back when we discuss our big topic. Uh, oh, okay. But I, I thought it was just a really beautiful movie. Um Issa Lopez directed it. I watched it because of uh, another podcast, which I'm going to give a shout out to. We've had a promo on their podcast before. Uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark Universe, which is uh, a podcast that writes screenplays to build out the proposed Universal Monsters cinematic universe that (laughs) uh, was started and ended with The Mummy 2017. Wow. but yeah, they they recently did their Creature from the Black Lagoon episode, and uh, one of the films that they recommended you watch before you listen to it is Tigers Are Not Afraid because their perspective director for this fake movie was Issa Lopez. Uh, so, gotta thank those guys, Dylan and Dalton, uh, because you introduced me to a wonderful film. Excellent. Uh, then I watched Terrifier Two, which I did not really like. Uh, if you're like a huge, I haven't seen any of those yet. I have not been able to get through Terrifier. Yeah, I've heard they're mid. Just because the acting in the first one's fucking terrible. It's not yeah. great in the second one, but it's better. Right, uh, right, because right. I managed to finish the movie despite it being uh, almost twice as long as Terrifier. Right. Um, it, they have really impressive gore effects and uh, very creative, brutal, hard to watch kills. Mm hmm. That's about it, though. I feel like they kind of hate women, uh, which I'm not. I'm not super jazzed about. Um, yeah. So you know, that's a that's an eh for me. Okay. Uh, another eh for me uh, was the hole in the ground. Lee Cronin's uh, directorial debut. He's directing Evil Dead Rise. Uh, so made me a little bit nervous about this new Evil Dead movie uh, yeah. because. His, his directorial debut, it's it's okay. Um, I wrote in my review that it kind of feels like 2010's horror movie of the movie. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, what if this was what if this was a metaphor about parenting? And, oh, let's do the 
shot where the camera flips upside down as a car drives into the unknown, dude, like they do in Midsommar. <laughs> yeah, the battle, like, yeah, dude, I know. I've never yeah, seen dude. that before in like every horror movie in the past five years. Wow. Um, I will say the uh, like folklore monster they're playing with in this movie. Uh, I was a big fan of. It's something that I've always found very creepy and uh, had not seen explored in a film before. So I'll give that a shout out. Movie looks all right. Um, cool. Uh, I'll, I'll be the judge of Lee Cronin when I see his Evil Dead movie. I can't um, wait. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. And then I watched uh, Air, a film that our roommate worked oh, on, yeah. which our I thought was roommate? very fun. Yeah. <laughs> the in-roommate. The in-roommate. Um, I, uh, yeah, I watched Air, which is Ben Affleck's new movie about Nike. Yeah, I'm uh, excited to see that. You know, I have to give him credit. He made a film that I enjoyed where Phil Knight is kind of a good guy. And See, I'm surprised someone... that doesn't alienate you because I, just the idea of that alienates me. <laughs> yeah, isn't that, that, isn't that, it doesn't, doesn't that feel evil? Yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, he, so for reference, Phil Knight, the founder of Nike, uh, he went to the University of Oregon, which is in the town that I'm from. Right, uh, yeah. Which has been nicknamed the University of Nike, and there's a book called The University of Nike about yeah. how Phil Knight has kind of taken control of that school. Oh, yeah, he owns that school. Yeah, yeah and... Uh, I, that's for, why I always hate driving through campus. Yeah, for it's many, many Nike years... Everywhere for many, many years would only give money to the athletic programs. Yep. Uh, so, like, yep. all of all of the buildings at U of O were old as shit, and then you'd have, like, this space-age yeah. glass building with, like, a yeah. moat around it yeah. that was a that, study center for athletes. That glass like, building is just a gym that no one uses. I, I would drive by it every night on the way home from work, and it'd be empty because none of the fight. All the U of O students are got, or all the U of, U of O athletes, God knows what they're doing. Yeah, probably violating um, someone at a fraternity. Knowing that. Oh school. my God! Yeah, been a lot of been a lot of scandals about that. But uh, overall, I still did enjoy Air. I think it's a, a solid good. adult drama. Uh, lots of good performances. Matt Damon's great. Jason Bateman. Uh, go back and listen Damon. to Game Night. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. He yeah he was very good. Uh, and then finally, I watched How to Blow Up a Pipeline, which oh, is you saw that. Uh, uh, okay. How was that? In contention for my favorite movie of the year. Really? Uh, I can, I'm toss, really excited to see it. It's a toss-up between John Wick 4 and this. And how to blow uh, Yeah. Uh, this I love movie, that. That's good. That's good choices. It's like, it's a very good, like, you know, environmentalist piece. But right. even more so, it's a great thriller. If you nice. love the movies The Wages of Fear and Sorcerer, like Nick yes. and I do. That's Hell the thing. Yeah. That's the thing really? it reminds me the most of. Oh, it man. is a tense ass movie about are these people gonna blow themselves up prematurely? That's it's great. really, really stressful. I can't wait to watch that. And you know, if all our listeners know that we're big supporters here of so I think we're we're a big fan. We're really excited isolate to watch that, this film. Isolate that audio. <laughs> Jesus. We're we're big supporters of that in Minecraft. In in the game Minecraft, we're supporters of it. Wow! I got, you know, no, you I got know. nothing for that. I I've never played Minecraft. Well, you know, it's just you know, if if we were in the great game Minecraft, we might support each. Wow! Well, I'm impressed. You've been watching so many movies. Good for you. Yeah, I, you know, I can't I just... wait to not be working again for a little bit so that I can do that as well.
Yeah, well, you know, several of my friends are out of town. My girlfriend is out of town for Passover. Oh. Uh, so is she enjoys you know, it. Uh, she, I believe, is in New York right now. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, but yeah, cool. I Wait, you know, didn't have anyone gotta, around, so I watched a ton of movies. I, I got to tell you, so it, it, furthermore, what's going on? So on Friday night, we did a shoot. You saw my story. We did a yes. shoot on a bunch of boats where we did this uh, this watercraft stunt. Well, I'm sure you hated that. And I know. I was in a boat movie, which, first of all, made me really excited for the next month here. Oh, um, well. <laughs> and you know who was the stunt coordinator? Hmm. Mark. Yeah! Mark Riccardi is the stunt coordinator. So I have pictures of Mark. Just sit, I was I was on a speedboat with Mark as we're zooming through like like past like the Miami skyline. And I said, hey, you must be happy they don't have to like fly out of this boat. For those of you who don't know, Mark Riccardi is a stunt coordinator that Zach has worked with. And yes, I, I worked with him on Emily the Criminal. And he is John Travolta's stunt double in the seminal film Face Off from yeah. John Woo. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, uh, ah, man, great guy. So anyways, I just wanted to tell you that, that, uh, now, uh, Fuck yeah. it seems that our boys are, uh, uh, tend to be Italian stallions. We got Al Pacino and we got Mark Riccardi. <laughs> we'll, we'll just keep adding it to the list. Yeah. We make, make a list of cinematic Italians we've worked with. Yeah. That's good. Alexis, stuff. you meet any Italians lately? Yeah. Any Have cinematic any Italians? Italians? Yeah. You met any, many Italians in the biz? Uh, no, grazie. <laughs> manja, manja. Wow, nailed it. Uh, Whatever, that is actually, that's a that, word. That's, mine's actually a word. Yeah, mine's just manja, manja. That's, you know, also a real Italian saying. Let's get out of what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. We want to get into our big topic? Let's sure. get into our big Topic. A big girthy topic. The big, big girthy topic girth. of the day. Like Adam Driver's fingers. Um, okay, so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just gotta say Adam Driver's fingers and it makes her giggle. That's all it oh, takes. Oh, I went to. Can I tell the story really quick? <laughs> Are we gonna manifest Alexis Marachino? <laughs> no. It's Alexis Marachino. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I got my cool. It's I'm Alexis Marachino, everybody. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, I'm please done. tell this story. No, it's fine. No, I want to hear <laughs> it. Yeah, come on, Alexis. You already heard we it care. this morning. Uh. Oh. <laughs> okay, so um, I went to Ross with your guys' roommate. And roommate? The, the roommate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, he found this, like, it, like hands. There were two different hands. They were, like, you know, like paperweight kind of things, you know? But they were low-key kind of enormous. And he was like, oh, wait, hold on, Alexis. And then he just, like, grabbed one. And then he just, like, put it on my face and just, like, gently stroked down my cheek. And he was like, is it like Adam Driver? <laughs> oh, God. Yep. And, and immediately I was like, oh, it is. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Also, you know, if you want to know what the end roommate stands for, it's Enzo Ferrari. Hey, <laughs> Enzo Ferrari. Being played by Adam Driver. That's right. Um, no, I'm excited for that. He looks a lot like Enzo Ferrari, actually. I'm really excited. Yeah, no, I yeah. can't wait. I'm That's um, good stuff. Oh, so, speaking of which, okay, that story reminds me of something just really quickly. You know what I fucking hate? <laughs> what do you fucking hate, buddy? Is the waterfall, right? Okay. Oh, the face, face waterfall? Off. The face yeah, waterfall. Yeah, face off. Sure. Someone face waterfalled me on set like two days ago. <laughs> no! And they didn't even know what it is. 
Like, no. the, the, the makeup artist, Sam, she just, like, t- I turn around, and she just goes, like, she just strokes my face. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, don't ever do that. I That's hate such stuff. a violation. Do that. that is massively, all the boundaries were crossed there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it pissed me the fuck off. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> You're not even in the game, and you got me somehow. Like I have fuck? never, ever heard of a real person doing yeah. that outside of the film face-off, yeah. except for the one time I did it to you. Yes. No, I've, I've definitely done that to somebody before. But it wasn't because of the film face-off? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, see, that helps. <laughs> see, that's, at least you're doing a bit. Yeah. Doing it outside of that, that's fucking freak behavior. But to, be, but to be fair, I also did not actually put my hand on their face because I myself don't like to touch people. So I didn't actually put my hand on their face. I just, like, in front of their face, like, drifted my fingers down. Because I was like, I don't want to disrespect you by actually doing this, but I think it'd be funny if I did this. No, you got you, you to gotta get your fingies up you in gotta, there. You no. got to touch skin to skin. Oh, maybe we, maybe if I had just washed my hands, but you know, <laughs> like no. That's very polite. I, or if I they would just be. wash their face, that would be nice. Sure. Mm. Mm. Jerry's out on that one. Jerry's out on that one. My so, fingers can be pretty nasty sometimes, so. I'd like to get into our big topic that we said we were going to get into. <laughs> Yo, about like a half hour ago. When we, when we said yeah, that. yeah. Remember that? Wait, wait uh, a second. Wait, before child. we do that, before we do that, what? motherfucker. What is our big topic? Alexis? <laughs> uh, best child performances in films. Yeah. Oh. Great child performances in films. I don't know if that's a big topic. It's a topic. But no, it's a small topic because it's, it's a about small children. topic because it's children. Hey, yeah. Uh, oh, look at that. Size come on. Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Who, Who is, is this? Is this a gobble ghoul over here? Come on, get out of here. <laughs> Alexis, you had one. Nice, Alexis. Good. <laughs> How's right, it been I, staying in the same place as me? <laughs> Actually, it's been great. We went to Cobra. We did go to Club Cobra. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Getting back to the broad topic uh, for a not broad man, boy, lad, young lad, Jamie Bell in Billy Elliot. There Billy it is. Elliot. That was, that was a, a long walk hey, to get Alexis, there. That was the smoothest segue I may have ever witnessed. Alexis Maracino with boy, small boy, man, child, Jamie Bell. Lad, it's, listen, lad. it's Paul Levitia Alexis Cop. We all know this. Oh, yeah. Another one of Alexis's famous nicknames. She just blurted all over the place. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, she did. Uh, yeah, but so Jamie Bell, Billy Elliot, I just, he, he's so moody in the, in the way that, like, I feel that all, like, 11, 12-year-old boys should really be, like, Okay. Not wanting to do what their dad says and wanting to do something else. So it's like he he perfectly encapsulates like that that moodiness of that like that age, but the also the tenderness that comes with that age. Like when Alexis he, Maricino will be he's so tender. Jamie Bell's so tender <laughs> and tender boy. You make me sound like I'm cooking him like medium rare. <laughs> no, because you're, you're a cannibal. Are We're you nervous. not? <laughs> Gotta tenderize uh, him a bit. I, Jamie, I do. Jamie Bell Pepper over here. Motherfucker. Jamie Bell Pepper. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, boil him, mash him, put him in a stew. Um, <laughs> No, I, I do really love that performance as well, uh, you know, as someone who was at one time an 11-year-old boy in a ballet class, uh, <laughs> but I... Uh, that is an image. Don't, we stop talking. I just got to envision that for a little bit. I want to say... That was really this. good. 
That was really oh, good. That was a good moment. All right, take it away, buddy boy. <sighs> the best. <laughs> no, but uh, listen, my one complaint is that, you know, listen, Billy Elliot's dead. You're going to fucking break the strike so your goddamn son can take a ballet class? Boo. Fuck you. Boo. So where's the solidarity, man? Come on! Uh, Tennessee wouldn't do that's, that. That's 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 one of the emotional like the emotional like moments of the movie. I don't care. You don't break the yeah. strike. I mean, Roger Ebert Workers really liked of the that world movie. Unite. Roger Ebert liked that movie, but he said that the dad's like ch- like switching gear in that way was a skill issue. Unquote. He he did say that. I remember that. A what yeah. issue? A skill issue. A skill issue. Skill issue. What's that? Uh, well, you know, it's where you lack skill. Oh. And, it, and it's becoming an issue. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's like Ron Howard in Arrested Development, a skill issue, which is exactly what it sounded like. Oh, yeah. This cool. is good. This wow. is good content. Yeah, I'm feeling it. <laughs> you look so dead behind the eyes. <laughs> you look hollowed out. Just bring up Adam Driver's hands again. We'll be good. Large. <laughs> and she bounced back. <laughs> yeah, so Billy Elliot, that's, a, that's yeah. a good pick. I really like that. Great. I have uh, one more that... Uh, have you guys ever seen Whale Rider? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, oh. Who's that knocking at the door? Wow, this is not a bit. <laughs> no, there's actually someone at the is door. Is it the Gabagool? Nope. So, Speaking of child performances, that was a child. Was that a child? <laughs> hey, yeah, that was, was a residential child. Yeah, one of, one of our in-complex children was asking if I was doing laundry, which I am not. Mm. Did my laundry yesterday. So, Whale Rider. Fucking guys, you guys seen it? <laughs> <laughs> you guys have seen Whale Rider? I've been missing oh, yeah. out on so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did yeah. laundry. <laughs> I, I so like Children, was it 2001, laundry. 2002, something like that. I think uh, she received an Oscar nomination. Keisha Castle Hughes. She played a young uh, Maori girl, and I don't know. I just I remember seeing that movie in theaters with my dad, and I, I just I really loved her. I I mean like I felt for her, and um, there was a lot of. I don't think that there was like a ton of dialogue in places, and so a lot of it was just mainly up to the silence. And I think that you know a lot of times, the silence is really what makes a, a powerful performance in some movies with some actors. Like you know? Adam Driver in Silence. <laughs> well, I didn't finish that one, so I can't. Alexis, I you have got say. to finish it. It's so I good. I don't watch that movie. He, I just the a Jesuit priest is just not. <laughs> it's not fulfilling your it's, your fantasy. It's uh the robes are so ugly. She's oh, like, I, I can't get off to this. <laughs> That's I mean, not you know true. when you when you bo- wait, 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 Alexis, wait, what's not true? Alexis, what's not true? You can get off to it or <laughs> she's like Alexis Marachino's like, No no no, I got no, off no. to it. I, I take I had to turn it off because I couldn't stop getting off. It's ruining the movie. <laughs> It's disrespectful. Yeah. I love how I'm shouting this in my room right now (laughs) to no one else. It's just me (laughs) shouting these words. I bet my neighbors are are a huge fan of my show already. It's like a monster fighting with itself. I feel really uncomfortable with this line of questioning considering we're talking about children's performances. So, yeah, you were saying about whale riding. Was this ever going to go well? (laughs) Was this ever going to go well? (laughs) 
Never. Nope. <laughs> nope. Anyways, Whale Rider, great movie, great child performance. Yay. I'm done. Uh, Mick, <laughs> you have Have what? Children. A child. <laughs> no, I don't have any children. Well, that you know oh, of. But yeah. Um, uh, oh, child performances? There it is. Sure. Uh, yeah, I got a few. <laughs> I got a few. Uh, okay. First of all, I want the one that comes to my mind immediately is Dakota Fanning in War of the Worlds. Nice. Oh, now I that, thought of her in I Am Sam. Huh? I Am Sam. I've never seen that. I don't think I saw I've also that. never seen that. Mm, I don't know that we would want to maybe watch it anymore because it's a, you know. Uh, it's eh. the performance that gets referenced in a certain <laughs> monologue in Tropic Thunder. Oh, really? Yeah, Sean, Sean Penn in that movie. Oh, oh, yeah, isn't that a, yeah, yeah, where he yeah, plays we it. we all know. Sean Penn I, is I, Cajun I, in that film. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Dakota Fanning in War of the Worlds is fantastic. I, I to Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's kind of the movie where she really skyrocketed. Like, she had already, like, been establishing a name for herself, but after that, at least to my <sighs> recollection, she was everywhere. Um, yeah. she, just when, when she's in the backseat of that van, have, have you both seen War of the Worlds? I've seen War of the Worlds. I saw it when it came out, so it's yeah. been a long time. Yeah, it, it's when the aliens are first starting to attack, and uh, the van is on cruise control, and because um, Tom Cruise is driving it. Yeah. And yeah. they're I driving down, and the girl, she's in the backseat, and she's like, legit, like, what is going on? Please tell me what's going on. And you just see the fear in her eyes and she starts crying it's still one of the most uh, not just child performances I, I i'd say it's just one of the best performances uh, in a movie that, it's so fucking good yeah she's great in that movie uh and then i also gotta give a shout out stand by to fernando uh, Tielve, uh in the devil's backbone he plays the main kiddo in that and he is you know i think he's like nine or ten in that movie and he carries the whole film you may say the Fernando is the backbone of the Devil's of Backbone. Of the Devil's Backbone. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So that if you have not seen The Devil's Backbone yet, I've talked about it so much, and I probably will never stop talking about it. Thank you again, Michelle Cartier, for, uh, for lending me your DVD of that film. Damn good movie. Yeah. That's a great film. Yeah. Um, so I'd also like to shout out a uh, late career Spielberg child performance, and that's A.I. Haley Joel Osment in A.I. Yeah. That is a heartbreaking movie. Yeah. Uh, and a really bleak movie about how, like, love is a curse and love with no context is uh, one of the most selfish things in the universe. Uh, that definitely just, sounds like something that, that was germinated from Kubrick. That seems very uh, Kubrickian. I don't know. After seeing The Fablemans, that feels very Spielberg. It's also... Well, that's, that's, the only, that's the only movie... Uh, that since Close Encounters of the Third I, Kind, that he had sole uh, screenwriting credit on it. That's interesting. I, um, I don't know if I had a, like. I don't think the Fablemans ever says that love is a curse. Uh, I would no, never go that No, but I far. just I think that Steven Spielberg is someone who has a pretty pretty dour worldview, and I think it's evidenced by that kind of. Is it dour? You really or started. Is it you really is, is is it this realist like the scene? Uh, Little column A, little column B. I, I think you really start to see that in his early 2000s period, though, with the, like, uh, three-hander of uh, sci-fi movies in AI, Minority Report, 
and War of the Worlds. Those are all those are all incredibly yeah. bleak films. Well, I mean, that was that was also you look at Minority Report and uh, War of the Worlds. Those post nine eleven sci-fi films. I mean, it's it's just it's written all over it. Just like the yeah. whole dour, sad. Oh man, so so depressing kind of vibe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Haley Joel Osment is like the the key to AI working, and he's he's phenomenal in that film. I mean, Fuck obviously yeah. also the Sixth Sense, but you know, yeah. AI I feel like gets a little slept on sometimes, and he's like one of the one of the best performances of the twenty first century for my money. I think he's mm. so good in that movie. Wow. Um, and then the other movie that I was talking about earlier is uh, Tigers Are Not Afraid, which uh, the entire cast of that movie is made up of. Essentially, the conceit is these are kids who have been orphaned by the cartel. Mm-hmm. And uh, Paula Lara and Juan Ramon Lopez as Estrella and Shine are both, like, phenomenal. But all the other kids are great, too. Rodrigo, Rodrigo Cortez, uh, Hansel Casillas, and uh, I, think, I think those are the only other kids that I can think of. Um, anyways, but yeah, just, just a real great like ensemble cast of very young kids. Like yep. I don't think any of these kids were older than like generously 10. Mm. Uh, and yeah, all give phenomenal performances. So uh, yeah, those yeah. are, those are some child performances that I love. Can I shout out a couple more? Shout out a couple more. Woo. Um, Saoirse Ronan in Atonement. Ah, Saoirse yes. Ronan. Good, yes. good choice. Um, Abigail Breslin in Little Miss Sunshine because the movie does not work without her. Still gotta see it. Oh my god, I cannot believe you have not seen that movie. Well, you think you know, the movie keeps, doesn't work without it. her? No. Really? Her or Alan Arkin. Wow, but I, I don't know. You you have Tony Collette, you got Greg Kinnear, you got Paul Dano. Like I, I, I think like you could I think that movie still works even without her. She's great, don't get me wrong, she's fantastic, but I think the movie is uh I think it still stands up on its own just in terms of story too. Sure. It's not like Abby I don't know if Abigail makes the movie. But No, it's definitely she certainly an ensemble makes it iconic, movie. That. But she's I mean, she's really the the heart of the family. So yeah. I think that everything really truly evolves around her and and us really understanding the family's devotion to her is kind of like pitched on the fact that we really love this little girl yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we find her relatable because, you know, like, I mean, this is like a pretty early movie where like you're basically exploring like, oh, maybe we have unfair standards even for children when it comes to like their bodies and everything like that. So I don't know. I think that the movie kind of hinges on her as being a likable character. So, it's, I mean, like, of course, you, you can't take away the fact that those are just all great performances. You but know? she's like the emotional center of but the she's, movie. But yeah. she's very much like the emotional center of the movie. So, the anchor, if, yeah. if I may use a nautical term. Yeah, yes, you as, as you, you always, you as you always do. <laughs> and then uh, yet another person before they became famous, Mr. Tom Holland in The Impossible. Oh, yeah, he's good. That's probably my favorite Tom Holland performance. He's really good, yeah. Yeah, and The just Impossible? The, the oh, impossible. I still haven't seen that. That's the Tsunami movie, right? Yeah, yeah. you and McGregor, yeah. Naomi Watts. I yeah. gotta watch that. Yeah, Tom it's Holland's really, great in that movie. That movie, like, there's this moment where, like, after the flooding has stopped and the mom is finally, like, kind of, like, 
gathering like the kids that she had next to her like I think she only had like two of them mm-hmm. and she like there is literally like a cut of her skin like above her breast that is just like hanging open and it is so graphic and just like immediately I'm just like Bleh. um <laughs> it yeah it's like one of the worst things and you can see like Tom Holland like look at her look at that look it up like not know what to do and that happens like multiple times where it's just like oh this kid is like very much dealing with something that he's never seen before doesn't know what to fucking do it's terrifying like when he's in the hospital and his mom starts to like throw up and then it turns out she had fucking like fishing wire in her throat yeah fuck that's so brutal oh my god yeah yeah it's it's rough and i fed he he sold it on the rough (laughs) so Final Tom final Holland one. selling it on the rough. <laughs> you heard it from Alexis Maricino. <laughs> Hot takes uh, from Alexis. Maricino. Uh, final one I want to shout out is Anna Cobb in We're All Going to the World's Fair. Go back with Dora episode. She is, I mean, that movie is truly entirely on her shoulders. Yeah. And yeah. I thought it was one of the best, if one of the best performances of last year. So, <laughs> some other child performances that uh, I would... Mick is dabbing. Uh, what? Mick is, <laughs> Mick's dabbing. He's dabbing on them. I didn't dab. What the fuck you are you talking did. about? You just did. Don't gaslight. Alexis, Don't did fucking I dab? gaslight me. Let's not argue about this clearly visual medium that oh. we are engaging in. <laughs> oh, my Alexis. God. Alexis got my uh, Nobody's <laughs> helping me. Uh, so, but no, other, uh, another movie with great child performances. I'm not even looking. That uh, I pointed in the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, you did. I was like, the computer's right I don't there. know about this. I don't know about the outline here in screen direction. <laughs> Anyways. Can you imagine School of Rock is our movie. Jesus! I like oh, okay, Zach. Great. Stop trying to keep us on the tracks. I don't like it. I hate it. I'm this sorry. isn't a Hot Wheels situation. Okay, we it can go be. off track. Yes, it could be Alexis. A Hot I love you for saying that. I'll have you know, Zach, that Hot Wheels are cool. Okay, I got a bunch of Hot Wheels in my closet. Which yeah, makes I know, me a cool dude. Guy, Alexis oh knows. Good lord. Do you really have Hot Wheels in your closet? Yeah, you can find out. Because he's the coolest guy. Because I'm the coolest guy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's actually kind of impressive. Yeah. Right? Isn't that cool? See? Do you have, like, any, like, really cool ones? Of course. Like, specific, I... like, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, School of Rock. <laughs> I'm so fucking done with you, too. How am I getting ganged up on when Mick is on another coast? This is fucked. Hey, I'm on the know. East Coast, you know, Alexis just... is on the West Coast, and you're still getting sandwiched. <laughs> you guys make the most disgusting noises. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I think I'm pleasant. You, do you? <laughs> I do. do you, boo? You think you're pleasant? Do you? You think you're pleasant? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, okay, guys, okay. let's keep this on the tracks, all right? We're talking about School of Rock. <laughs> so, School of Rock. Uh, this is a great... Great picture, if I do say so myself. Alexis, it was a fantastic pick from you. Who would like to Thank read the you. description of the of the plot, the plot synopsis? Uh, oh boy! You know what? Maybe I, I bet you I can do it this time. Come on, Alexis, know. do it. I got it right here in front of me. Alexis, oh, cool. let me it. let me read it. Alexis, Alexis do it. wants to read it. All right, I'm I passing do. it over. Okay. Passing it over on Passover. All right. Nice gang gang. <laughs> Two thousand three film directed by Richard Link. 
later. The big link! School of Rock. Overly enthusiastic guitarist Dewey Finn, played by Black Jack, gets thrown out of his bar what? band and finds himself in desperate need Does of work. Does she know what she just said? What? She doesn't keep know going. what she just says. No, keep Dewey going. Dewey Finn? No. Played nope. by Jack Black? Now you're good. Not what you said. You said Black Jack. You said Black Jack. <laughs> Sometimes my mouth gets ahead of my brain. <laughs> That's a good Cajun uh, accent you just had. I like that. Oh, my God. Okay. Keep going, please. Great. Uh, posing, as a subst- <laughs> posing as a substitute music teacher. At That's an not elite- true. He's a temp. <laughs> at an elite private elementary school, he exposes his students to the harsh rock exposes himself to his students. <laughs> Should I just, I'm just going to read this. No. Come on, Alexis, you got this. <laughs> Jesus, okay. she doesn't got it. <laughs> okay, so uh, listeners, she's now handing the phone over to Zach because she in fact cannot do it without laughing. Overly enthusiastic guitarist Dewey Finn, Jack Black, gets thrown out of his bar band and finds himself in desperate need of work. Posing as a substitute music teacher at an elite private elementary school, he exposes his students to the hard rock gods he idolizes and emulates, much to the consternation of the uptight principal, Joan Cusack. As he gets his privileged and precocious charges in touch with their inner rock and roll animals, he he imagines redemption at a local battle of the bands. Uh, so one thing that's just not true in that description, he's not posing as a music teacher. No, he's that's not. not I, Again, who writes this stuff? Uh, <laughs> Google. Weirdly, Alexis Marachino. Alexis Marachino, <laughs> starring <laughs> Black Jack, Wait, who exposes we, himself to his can students. We, can we start a new bit where, like, instead of reading the online, each of us comes up with a... Like a short. Oh, if that, about yeah! The if movie. we want to start writing little synopsises of the movies, that'll probably uh, be way yeah, better but, than what's on the internet. Yeah, but but we each write it for a different person, like like you know John Mulaney. Oh, <laughs> oh so yeah, like I'm gonna write it, knowing that Zach's gonna read it, and I'm just gonna yeah. make it really racist, just so that what? we can have you on, just so that oh. just so we can have you saying that on. Like uh, Stefan, we'll read it off of cue cards. Uh, yeah. You know what? Okay, yeah. Going forward, I'm down for that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this. This movie was like a childhood staple for me. Uh, I would have been probably, let's see, when did School of Rock come out? It came out on September 24th, 2003. I was four years old. Wow. Uh, You were four years old? I would have been 35 in a couple weeks. Uh, Wow. But yeah, this, this movie hit at like a perfect time for me. It was in our like DVD shelf rotation at my house. And probably between the ages of, like... I probably watched this for the first time when I was, like, seven, eight, something like that. From that point until I was probably, like, ten years old, it was in heavy rotation. I love this movie, and it's nice to return to it and realize that even though this is a family comedy, it holds up as fucking funny. This is a funny movie. I... Yeah. (laughs) It is I not, not just seen sweet this. and heartwarming. It is funny. I had not seen this since I was a kid. Because like you, Zach, it was, it was probably the movie that I played the most for a long time. I was eight years old when this came out. And uh, something I've talked about before on the show is I, I went to a very small school. I went to a very small town growing up in Oregon. And I distinctly remember that when School of Rock came out, it was the movie that we were all talking about. And I remember I was in computer lab, and I looked down, and there were like a bunch of my fellow classmates, a bunch of boys, were making PowerPoints 
of all of their favorite rock bands. And it was, and it was like Led Zeppelin, Rush. So all these kids in the early 2000s was now listening to some of the best music ever made because of this movie. And that, honestly, this movie itself really was a big education for me just in terms of what good music is. And watching it again today, ah, it, ah, it's just so cool. Kick-ass soundtrack. Such a cool yeah, movie. it really was. Wait, can you, you, can you tell the story about Led Zeppelin? Oh, yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, Led Zeppelin in the past was notoriously... Uh, guarded about their music being in movies. It's barely in anything. And as you might know, uh, this movie features Immigrant Song, which is uh, Led Zeppelin's song. Classic. Uh, Yeah, there's a point where Dewey is driving his van, all the kids are in it, and they're all listening to Immigrant Song. Um, The way they got Immigrant Song was... Uh, when they were shooting the big battle of the band sequence at the end of the movie, they filmed a video where Jack Black pleads with the band to allow them to use Immigrant Song, starting with something like, Gods of Rock! Like, he, he just gives this impassioned speech to get Led Zeppelin to allow them to use their song, and nice. they sent the video to Led Zeppelin... They loved it, and they like, yeah. like later used their song. That's uh, fantastic. Which speaks to the baked-in megawatt charisma of Mr. Jack, Jack Black. Black. Literally, no one else could have been Dewey. This, yeah, this. I mean, this movie was, I believe, written around Jack Black. I would imagine so. It was yeah. the the notion was. I believe Link was it Linklater or maybe it was just Mike White who wanted to do a project with Jack Black and yeah. wrote this for him. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. It was kind That's of right true. when he was he was on the verge of breaking out as like a movie star. He had had like yeah a few big supporting roles. Shallow um, Hell. Yeah. Shallow I, Hell. Oof. There's one movie. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. What is it? Is it called Orange County or something? Uh, I sure. I'm gonna blank on the name of the movie, but he had a supporting role in High Fidelity. Yeah, yeah Cusack, he was in High Fidelity. Way. Wait, yeah. I think Joan Cusack's in that movie too. I she probably is. They they were in a lot of movies together. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's a movie called Orange County where Jack Black played a supporting role. Uh, well, he was he in uh, Mars Attacks briefly. He, yeah, he is briefly in Mars Attacks. But anyways, the year before he's in Orange County, yeah. he's starting to gain some notoriety. And then this movie explodes him into the cultural consciousness. Yeah. And rightly so, because this is a star-making performance. You have it's so good. everything that we love about Jack Black is in this movie. His, you know, hard-rocking persona, his uh, intense physical comedy, his ability to riff and make insane noises. Yeah, and him uh, being a legitimately good musician. Yeah, and yeah. one of the masters of eyebrow acting. Yes. Uh, Literally. Yes, yeah, when he's watching them play classical music and he's just doing that rolling eyebrow thing. Oh, it's so funny. It's so good. He, it is an iconic shot. Those eyebrows in this movie just sell so much. Um, <laughs> I also want to shout out Mike White, who yeah. uh, is both the writer of this movie and plays a character with one of the great comedy names. Yeah. Would you like uh, to say it, Mick? No, no, no. Go for it. Ned 
Schneebly. Schneebly. Yeah. So you know what's so funny? So I'm taking I'm taking notes, right? And I'm like writing down Ned Schneebly might be one of the lamest names ever. And I'm like, how do I how do I even spell Schneebly? And as I'm writing that, it's when Jack Black is trying to write Schneebly and he can't do it. So I'm like, God, I, yeah, both of us, man. I don't know how Mr. S. Mr. S. You know what? Why don't you just call me Mr. S? Yeah, I I love Mike White's performance in this. I feel like he's so good. It didn't. He wasn't one of the elements as a kid that like really hit for me. I agree with you, but But now now, watching it now as an adult, (laughs) him talking about his relationship with his overbearing girlfriend played by Sarah Silverman (laughs) and going. Things are going really great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just Dude. completely shrinking. Yo, yeah, the, the adult themes in this are so much better now that you're actually an adult. Are we going to talk about the one joke? Uh, which one? <laughs> uh, so there's a point where uh, Dewey is at a parent-teacher conference <laughs> and he is exposed for impersonating Ned Schneebly and not being a real teacher. Uh, and he's giving this speech to these parents and he's talking about how great their kids are and he eventually just goes look, I just want to say your children have touched me and I'm pretty sure that I've touched them too too. (laughs) and then we get like four because I want to talk about the filmmaking of this movie because this is a very well made movie we get like five perfect comedy cuts we see that information sinking in with the parents. Yes. We cut back to close on Dewey feeling like he's nailed it. Yeah. Cut back to the parents starting to... Oh my God! Freak yeah. the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Dewey realizing he's fucked up and then hard cut to Dewey sprinting down the hallway yeah, with, of with the his school. two guitars. Yeah, as the parents are chasing him. In a mob. Yeah, that's hilarious. Bro. The earlier part in the movie where he's like, sell my guitars. Would you ask Picasso so to, to sell, to his, sell guitars? his guitars? <laughs> yeah. That's such a good line. Oh my yeah. God, he's an idiot. Uh, Sarah Silverman's also great. In She's yeah. so good. Yeah. And kind of Floki a fox. One of, one of oh, my favorite lines, 100%. though, is what's what, uh, Mike White, what's his name? Ned Schneebly? Yeah, yeah, the actor. Yeah, Ned yeah, Schneebly, where he's like, Dewey, I'm not a satanic sex god anymore. I'm a working <laughs> stiff, and that's cool. Like, <laughs> the way he delivered that was perfect. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Rewatching it now as an adult, I'm like, God damn it, this is, a, this is an underrated performance right here. So good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm glad that Mike White is. I, I should watch The White Lotus. He's finally kind of getting some recognition for the show that yeah. he's written. Yeah, um, The White Lotus. So Alexis, what 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 speaks to you about this movie? Because you were you were the one who made yeah, this the was your made the great call to select School of Rock. Yeah, you know, I I think I was just having a oh my god, Jack Black, we love him moment. Um, I I think that was generally just one great of kind of moment okay, to have. Also, on the couch last night when me and Zach were watching this movie, yeah. um, I can't remember what how exactly this got brought up, but I was like, you know. High key, Nacho Libre is pretty racist, but I love oh, Jack Black. Nacho Libre is a great movie. <laughs> I've never I seen Nacho Libre. Yeah, I, I need for Zach to watch it so that he can know what, like, the context of Chancho, 
sometimes men just need to wear a stretchy pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I just yeah. need him to know. <laughs> yeah, my one of my exes, uh, she she was she was Mexican, and she told me that Nacho Libre, um, yes. Maybe a little problematic, but it's been fully embraced and fully adopted by the Mexican community. I, this was the conversation that, was that I was having because Alexis exactly was talking yeah. to me about how this movie's low key racist, but she still loves it. And I was realizing I've had this exact conversation <laughs> with a different friend of Mexican yeah. descent. Well, they did. I mean, they shot that the movie in Mexico. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. a Mexican crew. They shot. I think they shot in Oaxaca. I think. I would love it. Yeah. Living for it. Which is really cool. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. That's fucking. Yeah, no. So basically, Jack Black could probably like he's the most he's the most lovable part of the holiday, which, you know, everybody agrees is like a C movie. Yes. <laughs> but I love that movie because I love Jack Black. So. The fucking the like he, even just recently within the last year, Jack Black like audio from School of Rock has been trending on TikTok. Mm. Um, so it's been like a lot of people like doing the um, oh, fuck. Now touch me, babe. Shaka kaka. Don't you see? I am not afraid. Shaka kaka. Lawrence is good. He shall be rocking in my show. Shaka kaka. Okay, wait, stop. You're perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally, that moment I was dying on the couch when this happened. Yeah, I have a question though. Wait, so did I hear him right when? The keyboardist, he, he, the, the pianist, excuse me, he's, he's uh-huh. walking up and he's like, hey, you, what's your name? And he goes, Danny, Lawrence, have you played keyboard before? Was that the line? No, I don't think so. No. He doesn't? Oh, okay. Because I was like, I think what the were, fuck? I think you, were you smelling toast at the time? No, I was smelling burnt popcorn, though. Okay, so well, you know, that's it. close. <laughs> I, no, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like that is the other element of this movie that totally works. And it's kind of the really sweet thing about School of Rock. Is yeah. like the ways that he empowers these kids and gives them confidence because of his like sincere ideological belief that rock and roll is yes. like the most powerful transformative yeah. force yeah. in the world. Wait, can I can I read a quote from him? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Once I get up on stage, start doing my thing, people worship me because I'm sexy. And yeah. chubby man. Yeah, his whole yeah, speech yeah, yeah. to Tamika uh, yeah. about how she shouldn't be insecure for yeah. being overweight because you know everybody wants to party with Aretha. Yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, arguing for thick rights during the era of heroin chic. Literally. We salute you, School of Rock. Yeah. Goddamn right. Um, but yeah, like I think that the movie hinges on him being so ideologically pure because yeah. if he weren't, this is a movie about a guy exploiting a bunch of children for his own gain. And literally yeah. a Gen well, Xer all, trying to get a bunch of millennials to listen to his yeah, music. Exactly. Yeah. And but like that never that never crosses my mind. Like yeah. no. Because, because you, just, you love him. Yeah, he's yeah. doing initially he's doing the wrong thing, the conventionally wrong thing. Like literally he's he it's identity fraud. Yeah. Is how he starts off. And he's doing it for the wrong reason. Because yeah. he's he's stealing work from his roommate. From his roommate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and 
And then he's he doesn't give a shit about the kids. Like I love it when he's like he's doing the whole schneebly bit, and then as soon as uh, Joan Cusack leaves the Who classroom, is incredible. he immediately drops his act in front of the kids. Like immediately who's got food? Stops. Yeah, who's got food? I have yeah. a hangover. Yeah. Do any of you know what that means? It means you're drunk. No. Okay, wait. It means I was drunk I love, yesterday. Uh, I love the line where he goes, hey, Miss Dumbbum ain't here today, and I got a headache and the runs. So I say recess. <laughs> that shit was hella funny. <laughs> Is that the line that, that you wrote down? That was what I was really, yeah. literally about to say. So good. Okay. Um, the other thing is just that, like, his character development is perfect for the film because at the very beginning you can see that he's very he's very selfish when he's on stage and, in fact, probably very selfish with his band, selfish with his roommate. And then by the end of the movie, you see not only has he, like, given so much of, like, his heart to these kids, he's touched them and they've touched him too. <laughs> but, um... That's, he, is, that, that's, is that the, is that the uh, tagline of the poster? Because that should have been... <laughs> yeah, I don't... Somehow I don't they think the movie would have sold. Them too. Yeah, for the real. School of Rock. Uh, uh, yeah, but at the end of the movie, he, he decides to do um, Zach's song instead of his song. Yes. Because he really wants the kids to shine. And he, I feel like he's finally kind of uh, understood, like, how to give back to his bandmates and, yes. like, how to be truly collaborative. Yeah. It makes him a better know? band member, yeah. He's, exactly. forsa he's forsaken the pledge that he... Uh, made the children take. Yeah. I pledge yeah. allegiance to and the band and to not fight. <laughs> not fight Mr. Mr. Creative Control. And will not fight him for creative, creative control. control. And will defer to him on all issues related to musical direction of the band. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Thank you. And Thank I, you love the, I love the little setup and then callback in the end where, you know, the conventional thing where you start off a movie and you have a character attempt something and they fail. And yeah. then at the end of the movie, they attempt it and they succeed. And that's how you the, know the it had the arc. And it's his stage dive. Yeah. In the beginning, he does a stage dive. He completely biffs and eats shit. And in the end, during the Battle of the Bands, he does a stage dive. And the whole audience catches him and they bring him back. It's just that little, he does that a little stage. nugget. Good little he's, storytelling He definitely there. looks like Angus a little bit in those short shorts. Yeah, he's... They're for Angus sure. From AC /DC for yeah, they're yes, for sure absolutely. making him look like Angus Young. Yeah. And I love that Zach has a slash hat. Two, which is so great. This is, oh, yeah. this is Zach, the child, Zach not, the child, not yeah. Zach, your host. Um, yeah, I was. I got to tell Zach last night that when this I is first. Zach, your host, not yeah, Zach the, the Zach, child. your host. Uh, last night, the two things. Number one, the first time that I saw this movie, I in fact actually did not know who Stevie Nicks was. Same. Um, wow. I didn't even know that that was a woman, <laughs> so I was like super confused. Um, <laughs> like I'm sure I'd heard the song, whatever. And then also um, that I have actually seen Angus Young. I've seen ACDC on their last like no band shit. tour. Let yeah, me tell you. In high school, wow. my freshman Great. year, I went to go see the, um, what was it? Something Back to Black or... Back in Black? Blackjack? Blackjack? Jack the Black Jack. <laughs> Jack the Black Jack. Jack. Jack, black, black, Jack, Jack, mm -hmm. Jack, Jack, mm -hmm. black, black. Oh, yeah. But Jack? I got to tell him uh, that. So, Angus Young famously, there's one song where he always like strips down, yeah. like to his boxers. And uh, Is it You Shook Me All Night Long? I don't remember. Uh, it's been a, at least a decade. As a child, I was big into ACDC, and it probably started with this movie. Yeah. <laughs> No, I was I was big on ACDC after I saw them. I was like, wow, this mu this music's so cool. It bangs, you know, yeah. 
Um, and uh, yeah, no. So I got to see a 60, 70 year old man stripped down to his boxers. Hell yeah. On stage. You know, normally I would say eh, it's a transformative that's gross, moment. But after seeing Danny Elfman, who is what? How old is he? 70, basically. He's like, se- he's, he's 70, basically. Um, <laughs> seeing him shirtless, I was kind of like, wow. 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 Kind of working for me. Wow. He's still in yeah. shape. He's got tats. It's very punk. Yeah. That, that old 100%. man's doing something to me. Yeah. <laughs> I and say so that apparently all the time. it only works with rock stars um, <laughs> and Danny Elfman. <laughs> and Danny Elfman. Yeah, yeah. rock stars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'd like to very quickly pivot and talk about the craft of this movie a little bit. Sure. Uh, because one, I think it's so funny that like the one truly like hero's journey, three act structure movie that I know Richard Linklater has made mm-hmm. is this this movie. Yeah. Like the other movies he has made are like Boyhood, right. uh, the Before, Before trilogy, Before, yeah. uh, Days to Confused, Everybody Wants Some, which are both like lackadaisical hangout movies. The only the only other like narrative three act structure movie, or I mean, you know, Hero's Journey type story that I've seen Richard Linklater make is Birdie, which is also a Jack Black vehicle. I've never seen that. <laughs> That's a good movie. Uh, but I think that he, he brings so much to this movie. I love, even at the beginning, uh, how he introduces his title card and Jack Black's title card as band posters in yeah, this bar. Yeah, that's great. Uh, but also, I think this movie just looks great. And I think, not to, not to be a film bro about it, but I think it has a little bit to do with the fact that we shot everything on film back then. Yeah. Because you just, you had to be more attentive to how you lit things because film is a pain in the ass to shoot on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think these days, like, you know, a studio family comedy, one doesn't really get made. Uh, but yeah. two, if it did, it would not have this level of craftsmanship, I don't think. Yeah, I I agree with you in that. Well, first of all, I think, I want to give a shout out. This movie has excellent use of Steadicam. Really, really good use of Steadicam. I mean, so often in this, like, when you first see them playing together, the kids, you start on the pianist, and then you go to the drummer, and then the camera is just sort of revealing it until it becomes, then you see them all together. And just the use of the camera is almost telling the story of, like, we got this, we got that, we have this and that, and now we have a fucking band. We just yeah, kind of see it come together. Yeah, it's locking you into Dewey's perspective. Yes, it's You're very realizing cool. it along with him. And then also, it, not just uh, visual crafts, but also just the just, just storytelling here. Something that, um, this is going to make me sound old, but I, for one, am very thankful on a rewatch of this that I was of the age uh, <sighs> that this was basically made for, for our age group, kids. Because yeah. this is such a good kids movie. Because this movie, uh, you could argue the goal is to what 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 Dewey does is he empowers these kids. He teaches them to stand up for themselves and to believe in themselves, and most importantly, to stick it to the man. Hell like that's, yeah! <laughs> that's what this character does to these kids. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, I don't watch kids n- new kids movies, so I can't really speak to if they still have lessons like that. But um, I was just watching. It, I go, I, 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 that is such a good story for kids. Like, you can have a movie aimed at seven through twelve year olds, 
that is narratively rock solid. Damn good script. Damn good characters. You know, you don't have to, oh, it's for kids, therefore you can phone it in. I mean, that's exactly what Mr. Rogers was always talking about, why he was always taking his, uh, his television so seriously, is because actually, because their minds are so impressionable, we have to try 150% in order to tell a properly good story, because these kids deserve that. And I'll be honest with you, when I was watching it this morning, I actually got choked up a few times during the, some of the scenes with the kids, like when um, Lawrence comes over in the cafeteria and goes, I don't think I, I can be in the band. Um, I'm because, not cool. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not cool. Like, you have to be cool to be in a rock band. And, and Jack Black's like, he, he's not even doing it on purpose, his character. But he's just like, what? What are you talking about? Like, why are you saying you're not cool? He's like, well, no one ever talks to me. And just those little moments with these kids that are struggling through, you, you know, we all know what it's like to, you know, grow up in school and how difficult that can be. This guy just empowers these kids so much. It's just so awesome. I, I, I damn good movie, man. I just, I just talking about it, I get so jazzed up. Yeah, I, I honestly uh, almost teared up a little bit on the music section at the very end, like where they're doing the fi- the finale, the battle of the, the, the battle, battle of the band song. Yeah. Like I was just like, oh my god, this scene is as good as I remember. Yeah, like, it really like it's the so good. the. The graphics that they designed for yeah. the band is so good. Like the fly. I, yeah. Um, but one of my favorite moments actually is um, when Freddie is missing uh, when they're trying to oh, audition for Battle yeah. of the Bands originally. And he's, he ends up he was in the, a van with like some adults and they're like playing cards and da da da. <laughs> And he's like, and he literally like gives these guys like a dressing down, like you guys can't fucking act like this, you know. He's just a little kid. You guys got to be better. You have, like, you have to be role models. You have to be yeah. role models, yeah. <laughs> and then like when he walks away with Freddie, Freddie's like, dude, what the fuck? Like I was just having a good time. I'm just like hanging out with rock stars. And he's like, those guys, those aren't rockers. Those are fucking posers, you know. <laughs> like, I like this is adding the f word to everyone's line. You're not fucking rock stars. It's my spice, okay? <laughs> it's the Alexis Maricino flavor. Yeah. It truly is. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's like, those guys aren't rock stars. They're they're posers, yeah. you know? Like, that's not what being a rock star is, is about. Like, it's not a, about what you think it is with the girls and the drugs and the, you know? Like, it's about the music. It's always about the music, you know? Right. I, I love that he always comes back to that. That does remind me, though. I, I want to shout out a few really funny lines from the kids. <laughs> uh, there's the sequence where he's asked Asking the class what rock and roll about is about, and one of them goes, "Scoring chicks? No. Getting wasted? No." Speaking <laughs> <laughs> to the man? Yes. Yes. Uh, and then there's a bit where the two, uh, oh God, what's their job? I think they're roadies. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. The two girls who are supposed to be coming up with the name of oh, the, the band. No, those are groupies. No, no, not the groupies. No, they are. Oh, are the groupies the one that are supposed to come up with the name of the band? Yes. Okay. Well, they're they're working on the name of the band, and they're talking to him about it in the cafeteria, and uh, Joan Cusack is near him, and they're like, "What about uh, the Bumblebees?" No, it's too it's too soft, and like they give one other uh, one other name, and he's like, "No." As he's walking away, one of them goes, "How about Pig Rectum?" (laughs) (laughs) Joan Cusack like looks at him, and he goes, "It's for a science project." (laughs) For a science project, that's great. Yeah, and then finally, uh, possibly the funniest line read in this whole movie, Mm. where he's uh, asking the class 
after he's had them tell him off because he's the man right now, he's asking them what makes them mad. Oh, yeah. And one of them goes, you. All right, okay, we're 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 done with being <laughs> rude to me. You're tacky and I hate you. You're All right, you, and I hate you. You see me after class. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. Yeah, I the kid who kid. designs the the outfits is Billy. fucking hysterical. Yeah, yeah. it's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, do we anything else, Alexis? Um, yeah, I love Joan Cusack in this movie when she's she, great. Just like when they're sitting down at this like clearly like a punk bar or yeah. something you know and she's just like i've never been on this side of town yeah <laughs> like yes we can see we can that. tell <laughs> also she she does some of the best drunk acting i've ever yeah, seen so right. cute. Yeah. after that scene where yeah. she's having a rant about all the how all the teachers hate her they hate me so that's yeah. not true no it is i'm a big <laughs> mouth bitch yeah. no yeah, yeah i am a, a big, big one, one. <laughs> Yeah. These parents are so brutal. <laughs> I, that's another thing I love is that Mullins like really does just seem like you know the most strangely severe woman in the world. Yeah, you get that early scene where she's trying to discipline, discipline a child in like a that's compassionate so way. She's like, just try to be so a little funny. more considerate, and the girl like starts crying. Try to be more conscientious. Conscientious. The little girl and starts she, crying. She, oh, like, she's like. Towering over this yeah. girl. And she's like, do you want a hug? And then she like screams. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you realize that, you know, this is just a woman who like cares a lot about being a teacher. She's trying, yeah. she's trying under man. pressure from psycho parents, yeah. which like, you know, why in, in recent years, I feel like, especially with, you know, COVID and everything, we've yeah. seen how fucking hard Especially being a teacher in a prep is. school yeah, like that. Can you imagine yeah. how nice fifteen thousand dollars a year? Um, yeah, I'm sure they're gonna be bitching at fucking teachers whenever no they fucking she's, want. God, she's, I'm the more money she's you that. throw at something, the more you think you're entitled to your fucking opinion about everything. Yep, got him. Nailed their ass to the wall. Stick it to the man. Stick it to the man. Stick it to the man. Honestly, I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. Not going to lie. You know, my mom has always said that she's, you know, always been a little anti-authority, but I would say that maybe this movie (laughs) helped me to realize that, oh, the way that I am, stick it to the man. You got to stick it to the man. Yeah. I love when the, like the first lecture Dewey gives the kids is about the man. Like, who's the man? Oh, the man is everywhere. The man is ruining the ozone layer. And, like, basically is teaching these kids about late-stage capitalism a little bit and just how the The man runs everything and the system is rigged and how rock and roll is a form of protest. Yeah. He's teaching these kids that, and it's just so... But the man ruined that, too, with a little thing called MTV! Which is so true. So (laughs) true. Um, I have two more things I want to add before we wrap this up. First of all, very little thing. Uh, just a shout out to this movie for having, uh, um, what's his name? The, the drummer, the kid, oh, Freddie Jones, Freddie, uh, also known as Spazzy, Spazzy McGee. I love how he calls him Spazzy McGee, uh, has him listen to a CD of Neil Peart by Rush. Uh, great fucking drummer. Oh, I love yeah. that. And then I also love the line where um, he's trying to sell Mullen on the uh, uh, field trip of classical music. Like, yeah, it's going to be Beethoven, Mozart, Enya, stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. that shit was so funny. I, did, I never got that as a kid, but man, that's, that made me laugh so hard. 
watching that. And then, um, oh, shoot. What the hell was I going to say is my last thing. Wait, sorry. Take it away. I'll remember it. Well, two other Jack Black lines that I have to shout out is, it will test your head and your mind and your, your brain. Without a first-rate roadie crew, we'll never have a psychedelic show. Yeah, no, he's so yeah. true. Uh, one of my favorite things that Freddie says at the beginning of the movie is, you wouldn't come to work with a hangover unless you were an alcoholic. Dude, you got a disease. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. Okay, and then also, I think, it is it Tamika that he gives the Pink Floyd album to? and says, yes, or, yes. Great gig in the sky. Great gig, gig in, in the, the sky. sky. And I was like, yes, that's an excellent choice. Do you know that that was improvised? That, Jesus that, uh, that gospel that's in Great Gig in the Sky was improvised in the studio. Wow. I did know that. Yeah, I they just told that. her, just go for it. Listen to it yes. and go for it. And that's what's and then, in the final track. Yes, but also they had her do it, like, I think twice. And then they asked her to try it again. And then she was like, no, you got it. Yep. Like, they asked her to, they wow. asked her to go again. And she was like, no, you got it. Hell like, yeah. <laughs> Fucking love uh, that. Yeah. You know, they were paid very, very poorly. <sighs> That woman probably, I think, maybe only got like a couple hundred dollars for doing that on that album. What the so. fuck, Pink Floyd? <laughs> Come on, guys. One of my favorite bands, but like, what the fuck, guys? Yeah, back, uh, backup yeah. singers, background singers are not uh, always taken care of in the right way. I think no. I have a wall poster somewhere in my room. Um, have you guys seen the wall? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, Mick, uh, anything else? Yeah, uh, uh, I'll say that. I did not grow up reading or watching um, Harry Potter mm-hmm. as much. I kind of got into that when I was just older, just to kind of catch up. And so many kids talk about how when they were growing up, they wanted so badly to attend Hogwarts. And as I was watching this, I realized that as for me as a kid, it was School of Rock. Like, that was what mm-hmm. I wanted to fucking Yeah, attend. you want to go to the School of Rock. I want to go to <laughs> the School cute. of Rock. I want Dewey to touch me the way he touched them. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's yeah, a couple of screws up in his head loose, oh, <laughs> but no one knows what's going on in your parents' bedroom. A couple of screws up in his head loose. Yeah, oh, no, but no worse than what's going on in your parents' bedroom. Stop it! Stop oh, Jesus. it! Mom spaghetti. Um, oh, also, Mick. did you recognize uh, uh, the check out the big brain on bread in fucking School of Rock? Uh uh-uh. uh. When? Yeah. That the guy who runs Battle of the Bands is Brett from Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh wait, I did have another thing. That's Brett. Uh, I'm so sorry. The guy who played Spider. What? <laughs> oh my what god. The fuck? <laughs> I, I love how, I was I love like, how he's uh, like to, to Mullen. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're hot. She's like, what? Are, are, are you warm? Is, is it warm in here? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So good. Yeah, when, oh, when they're like in the, the actually like doing their song and he's doing like this slow like turnaround with his hips and I was like, oh god, man, it's, get off yeah, stage. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. <laughs> I'm hot sick. I was like, I was like, I'm I hungry. Think, I think they like painted his leather pants on. Yeah. <laughs> well, Great. Alexis, this was a wonderful pick. I'm so happy we You're so all welcome. got to rewatch good School pick. Rock. What a blast. You're uh, so welcome, Nicholas. Do you have a pick for next week? I do have a pick for next week. Well, lay it on us, man. Well, I'm gonna be—I'm uh, gonna go the conventional route on this, just because this is something that we've talked about for a while. I think if we don't cover this movie in Comedy Month, then we would have to revoke our film major cards, because that's a thing. Uh, next week, we're going to be covering Mel Brooks' classic, *Blazing Saddles*. A 1974 I, one, film. I cannot you can find wait. it on HBO Max. 
I cannot wait to watch this and discuss this with you guys. It's so fantastic. If you haven't seen it yet, guys, what the fuck are you doing? Excellent movie. Can't wait. And uh, if you want to find that movie, as I said, you can find it on HBO Max. You can find it on our shelf. You can find it on our DVD shelf. Uh, If you would like to find us on social media, you can find us at Film Majors Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can find us on our DVD shelf. Uh, Sure. And uh, if you want to shoot us an email, email us at filmmajorspod at gmail.com. Tell us uh, what's a comedy you love. What makes you, what gives you the giggles? Yeah. All right. What do you think, actually, what do you think is a really, like, inappropriately, like, like, not funny film that you find really funny? Sure. I think that's a good one. By the way, has anyone written in anything? Not yet. Write us. Oh, actually... We got to wrap this up. Yeah, this call's about to end. We're definitely going to be getting an email soon. So okay, wonderful. Good. All right, guys. All enjoy. I will see you all in a week. This has been a blast. Later. We love you. Peace. Peace.